faith, hope, inspiration, and edification. Welcome to the Edify Podcast with Billy Hallowell, a show that cuts through the cultural noise to explore the biggest headlines and issues of the day. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Edify Podcast. I am Billy Hollowell, and I am really, really excited for today's show. We have an amazing guest dropping by. It is going to be Jim Caviezel. He's an actor. You probably know him from The Passion of the Christ. He's been in a million other things, too. He has a new movie coming out called Infidel. We're going to be talking about that today, which I am very excited about. But I also have some other great news for you. The Edify Podcast Network, which this show is a part of, lots of other great shows are a part of it as well. The Church Boys, we've got um, the Pure Flix Podcast, we've got a bunch of other podcasts that are in there, the Lucas Miles Show, all great shows to check out. Right now, head over to edify.app, you can download the app, you can also listen online as well, Um, and you can do that over at edify.app, which again... Do that on your computer, on your phone. But if you're on you know, an Apple device or an Android device, you can actually go and download the app in the App Store. Again, it's Edify, E-D-I-F-I. But one of our original shows, which is really exciting on the Edify Podcast Network, is Politely Rude with Abby Johnson. You can check that out. Now, Abby spoke at the Republican National Convention last week, so she was really really just been kind of everywhere, and she also put out her first episode of the show. She reflects on that speech and talks about current events and so much more, so you got to check that out. If you want to listen to Abby, um, you can head over to anchor.fm slash politely rude, and very soon you're going to find that all over the place. I know the podcast is on Radio Public right now. It's on Spotify, and of course, you will soon be able to hear that on the Edify podcast app as well. So, wow, we've got a lot to talk about. Before we get into our interview with Jim Caviezel, let's just talk about some of the the big stories right now going on this past week. One of the stories that caught my eye, Pastor Tim Keller, you may know him, well-known New York City pastor, theologian, um, he put out a statement. Uh, Tim Keller has cancer, and so if you're not aware of that, please be praying for him. But he, he put out a statement talking about his ongoing cancer battle, and he first revealed that cancer battle back in June, and he said that they've been, he and his wife Kathy have really been seeking God, seeking the Lord as he deals with that, and uh, really sort of an encouraging um, encouraging message on August 28th that he put out there. He said there are some side effects from the treatment that he is getting, um, but that he's actually doing really well. He's not been seriously debilitated. He's able to do work and ministry. And um, again, be praying for him. But he said that he had a report recently after going to the oncologist and he had some scans and he said that the chemotherapy, um, it seems to be responding, the cancer to the chemotherapy. He said there's been shrinkage of the tumors and that they're continuing the chemo to try to diminish the cancer further. So lots to pray for there, a little bit to, to praise there that Tim Keller put out a positive result that he's actually seeing the treatment work. And so let's keep praying that that continues. Now there's another report out, and you can read these stories over on the Christian Post. Apparently one in five churches are facing permanent closure within the next 18 months, and this has to do with COVID, the shutdowns. Now 
We've talked a lot about businesses, but we haven't talked as much about churches, right? If people are not in the pews, if they're watching online, um, that's a big if. Not every church is streaming, I would assume. Um, how then are they to stay open? How are churches to pay the bills? The bills have not gone away, right? Just because of a pandemic, because people aren't in the pews and they're not using the church, there's still electricity and water and you know all the other bills that come with having a building, a mortgage, right, or rent. Um, and so... I mean, just think about the bills you pay for a house. Think about a church, right? Just like for businesses, there are lots and lots of expenses. And so David Kinman, president of the Barna Group, which is a Christian research organization, um, said that that American churches, after all these shutdowns, are really facing um, a, a difficult, difficult time. And many churches have opened, even though states have shut down, um, and they've opened within the guidelines of what those states are offering. So some churches are opening at different capacities and all of that. Uh, but, but what's interesting is that fact that over the next 18 months, um, that, that we could still see one in five churches permanently close. And I just want to read a quote from David Kinnaman. He said, if anything, I think that prediction was based on data about two, two and a half months ago, and I think we're even more likely to see that to be the case. Case today. The disruptions related to giving and maybe even as important to all that is that even for those churches that have reopened, they're seeing much smaller numbers of people show up. So simply reopening a church doesn't fix the underlying economic challenges that you might have. And I've heard this from pastor friends that they're seeing 60% or, or 70% of the population of the church come back. So you're missing people now, right? You're not having as many people in the pews paying. So that's something for us to, and when I say paying, I mean tithing. Uh, but that's something for us to be praying for and, and really thinking about and seeing what our own churches need, checking what the need is. Now, our last story I want to read here, uh, this is Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um, he's running as a Democrat uh, for the U.S. Senate in Georgia. And it's interesting, you know, he's given this podcast interview and it's created quite a stir. He's a reverend, right? He's running for government. Um, he apparently said in this podcast interview that abortion is consistent with his beliefs as a minister and that he wants to fight to keep abortion legal if he wins the election. Um, of course, what's interesting about that is that uh, most Christians, the majority of Christians, do tend to have a moral issue with abortion. And so there may be debates and discussions about time limits and when it should happen and, and all of that. But, but, you know, this is pro the pro life issue is a pretty big one uh, for Christians. So it's sort of interesting that uh, Raphael Warnock has taken the stance that he has taken. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the rest of the response to that is. But you can read these stories and many, many others right now over at the Christian post. Now, I want to I want to bring on our guest right now. Again, this is an actor you know if you've seen The Passion of the Christ, which was a huge film, and he's in a new movie called Infidel. I want to welcome Jim Caviezel to the show right now. Hey Jim, how's it going today? Fine, thank you. So, you have got a new film that is coming out. It is called Infidel. What can you tell us about this movie? Uh, well, generally speaking, just um, um American professor who uh, teaches theology goes to um, gets invited to a uh, a place to speak in Saudi Arabia goes on national television speaks uh, about his faith and eventually ends up in a prison in uh, uh, Tehran. Generally, it's kind of the um, the uh, persecution of of Christians um, in. Uh, Middle East, um, and 
I guess you could say, you know, when I was a kid, you would, when the uh, Americans were hostages in Iran, every day in the paper, you'd hear about, you'd hear about them. In fact, you'd know right on the front cover, it'd say day 10, day 20, day 30, and then so on. And here it doesn't really fit the um, narrative. So we just call it showing, you know, bringing uh, attention to it. What, you know, these issues, are, these issues are so difficult. And this film, Infidel, it's not, it's not um, one specific event. It's not based on one specific true event. It's based on sort of a series of events, obviously, which is what you're sort of hinting at here. Um, so it's fiction. You're telling real li- a real-life potential story, right? Something that could happen and something that in some ways has happened in different forms through fiction. What are some of the challenges of doing that? Well, I mean, you know, when you see a movie like The Godfather, right, do you, do you, do you know that was all fiction? I think that that we know it's fiction, but it's thinly disguised truth. Um, and there were cases like Bob Levinson case, a guy who was um, kidnapped from Kish Island off the Persian Gulf, and he was snatched by the Iranian government in 2007. Um, we know this because he was a, in a prison and found him in, in uh, there were pictures of him in 2011. Um, in an Iranian um, a prison in Tehran. Um, and then in subsequent years, the Iranian government denied ever holding it at all. And then the family announced recently that, that uh, the U.S. intel said that they believed that he had, he had um, passed away in prison. Wow, that it's just it's it's like oh, it's yeah. heartbreaking, right? I mean, you hear these stories and you just can't yeah. imagine that this is happening in 2020. Right. I think that's the, the what you just said, that the barbaric pers- Christian persecution is something that still goes on today. And, you know, there was that one case, uh, I mean, there was that one case that was a big one where they marched 21 um, Christian uh, mar- martyrs um, that were uh, uh, slaughtered by ISIS um, and, on, on a beach in Libya. Oh yeah, one of the Coptic yeah, Christians, them. right? They line them up. I remember that. Yeah, it's horrific. I, I remember being so outraged by this, you know. Um, but this was also, you know, there are a lot of Muslims that are being, you know, put in 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 the same conditions um, that have their uh, freedoms taken from them and put in prisons, and and same thing goes, you know. Um, and we also show that in the movie that where you have Muslims and, and Christians working together to try to, you know, help each other out against this Islamic regime. What do you think the big takeaway for Infidel is? You know, what what are you hoping? And I would imagine as an actor, and I know for you, because I've interviewed you many times in the past and, and hearing your story and who you are and knowing the projects you've worked on that there's always a meaning in what you're doing. There's some theme um, that, that is important. So what's the big takeaway that you're hoping audiences have for Infidel? I would say that, it, that there, the, the goal would be to create a sense of urgency and relevance to Christians and non-Christians who should be aware and engaged in this issue. Mm-hmm. Well, oftentimes we sit here in our comf- you know, comfy comfy world of the United States, Christians here, I'm, I'm not aware of all the other stuff that's going outside 
when I read the gospels, when I read the gospels, I don't, I, I don't, uh, um, I've never seen a Jesus that would sit there and say, well, you know, too bad for him. And that is not the gospel I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? You know, we talk about loving God and loving others. When you've got other people around the world, whether they're in your your country or not, there were cases like Saeed Abedini, you know, who was an American, and others who were in prison in Iran. But when you have people anywhere in the world being treated this way, you know, there's no border on who the others are. (laughs) You know, love others means love everyone. And, you know, to ignore these things when we know they're going on um, is just sort of horrific. And to be apathetic when we know it's happening is really unfortunate. And I think a lot of us need to be, you know, awoken. And so I think that we get a chance to wake up when we see movies like this. So I appreciate you, you doing this. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, and I've asked you this in the past, but you've always given such an amazing answer. I want to ask you again, you have had a really long career in Hollywood and yet you are a very strong person of faith. How do you hold on to your faith and your values and the person that you are in the midst of fame and success in Hollywood? Well, speaking of like, for example, this film, Infidel, all right, so I just look at it one step at a time, one film at a time, things that I grew up with historically that I read that, you know, I didn't become a person of faith because I, I had to be. I looked at it historically. I looked at, you know, when I went to, uh, you know, the Middle East and you can see, the place where all of these uh, occurrences uh, occurred biblically, and also in um, Rome, places where people were martyred, put to death for their faith, and um, and then you relate it to like this, where hey, it's still going on today. Martyr martyrs are still happening today. They're happening right now in China. Okay, the underground church in China is being exposed. Um, because you have now church leaders that are giving them up because there are people in the world right now that you have to have collaborators. See, that is the whole thing where you have good and evil, right? But many of these evil people are right in within the whole church, okay? You have different characters. I, I got to play Jesus in a film that many people said, do not touch this, this thing, all right? It's 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 controversial, but let me say to you that anybody who dies on a cross, anybody, it, that is controversial. He must have said something. I wonder what he said. Mm. He must, must have spoke, spoke evil. Well, that is, what does Jesus say? If evil, if I spoke, then you tell me what evil that. If not, why do you strike me? So you go and you read there, and you go, man, if they can do it this, they can grab slaves out of Africa, bring them here, and go along with this, and then you call yourself a Christian? How how is that possible today? You know, or I I look at the barbarism of abortion. I've seen one of them, one of them. When you destroy this member, uh, a baby, and I watch it scream. There's no, there's no, uh, um, there's no hiding anymore. Something. Even if I don't really know who uh, uh, Jesus is, or, or, or have. Uh, any kind of really understanding of what that is, something in me, mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. conscience hits me and goes, that is immoral. When you That's see wrong. It, Why right, are we right. doing this? Right. And you have to expose oh, people to it. First sometimes. one I ever saw, first one. So I want to tell and show people and say, this can't be right. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't want to talk about it. You know, 
um, in this film, I love this character because he stands up for what he believes in. And that is something that is lacking today in, in, in this world's cancel culture. Mm-hmm. You know, this cancel culture, they keep saying. When you, people want to be liked so badly. They, they walk around with their cell phones and, and I got 10,000 followers. I, I've, I'm, I'm really liked by this world. I've got 20,000 followers. Ah, you can be liked by the world, but do you want to be liked by many or loved by one? Mm. And that's where the, the, this, the, the thing where I can't sleep at night, you know, maybe, maybe, um, I, I, I recently did a film about the apostle Paul and, but he was Saul. And why didn't that, you know, he's got a great life. He's, um, people look to him. He's powerful. And for some reason he got knocked off his horse and the world changed because you were given an opportunity to be in this position. You know, you see these mega, uh, ministers, you see these mega, um, priests, bishops, okay, put in their world right now to do something, but it, but they don't want to do their job. Mm. They're going to su- be silent. They're not going to do what they were meant to do. They're going to let the government push them around. They're going to do, they're going to take money and handouts. So when you look at the stories of the gospel, yes, I got to play Jesus, but some of us, you know, like other saints and we say, God, I'm kind of like Peter. I'm kind of like, you know, Paul or something like that. But many of us are playing Judas. Mm. Many of us are playing the Pharisees. Okay. And when, and it will come when we have to face God and it will come. Even the non-believers, even the people that don't really know, we all face that. And that is the answer. And we don't get to see ourselves the way we want to see ourselves anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's so the much way happening. God sees us is who we really are, but the way God sees us is who we really are. And that is something that you can't hide anymore. Here, you can hide it. You can hide your strange little place. So I'm always drawn to the light because I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. When God had asked me to come into this business, he came to me, asked me to do this, and he really did. He spoke to me. And he spoke to me, what, what he, but I, I didn't believe that I could do this. But if he believed in me, that's all I needed to hear. He believed in me because I didn't believe in myself. But if he believes in me, that's all I need to hear, and I can do it. And, and so going back to the passion or going to things like this, you know, that are when you see what is happening with just highly immoral things to – uh, people, you know, when all men are created equal, when are they created equal? When the zygote fertilizes the egg, the ovum. But, you know, some governors will tell you different. When they're born now, you can go ahead and kill them. And people will sit back and go, well, you know what? To each his own. Well, until it comes to your back door. Right. Until it's your own kid or it's your own life. There's a lot. I mean, um, it, culture is when, when falling you, apart. You know, you know a tyrant. You know a tyrant when you're not allowed to speak your truth. Even if I don't, uh, this, if I'm a Christian 
and I say to that person, no, you can't have your viewpoint, then how am I, how am I not a tyrant? So we are not a theocracy here in the United States. You're not, a, there's not a gun when they stick to your head and say, you either believe this or, you know, I'm going to end your life. That goes on in other places. Thank God it doesn't go on here. Well, and that's and that's the thing, right? Well, you've you've got a culture that, that is detached and disconnected from. And it is interesting, you know, watching yeah. you're talking about viewpoints and not allowing people to have. I'm seeing videos over the last couple of days where people are surrounding other human beings and demanding that they agree with them and you know stand with them. And you know, you're starting to see these strange things unfold here. And you know, my personal view has always been that the move away from God as a culture opens us up to so many things that are not of God. And so I feel like we we are seeing some of that happen across the country and across and across many parts of the world. Obviously these things have been going on, but it, it is concerning. And I think to see you, somebody like you who has not compromised, who has consistently been I in could, Hollywood doing amazing yeah. things is encouraging. Well like like in this film, Infidel, you see a scene where he's on a TV show in the Middle East, and he has to make a decision whether to go along with the uh, the host's message on who Jesus is. You have me on a show, you're explaining to me who Jesus is. Okay, that's your opinion. Let me give you the, the other point of view, but that's not what the show wants to hear here. So we can't bridge the gaps that existed today between Muslims and Christians by pretending that we're something that we're not, mm. by not being true to ourselves, by not being true to our beliefs. When we all pretend, that's a fake peace. When we all pretend, that's a fake respect. That solves nothing. If we're in a war, we should be in a war with, with, with secular extremists. Now, this is a war that needs to be fought and must be won. No one has ever rode to victory on the back of fake moral platitudes. We as Christians have to be bold and speak the truth. And this film does that. Well, I so appreciate you taking the time today to talk about it. I'm excited to dive into it. I know so many others are going to be as well. And I appreciate the fact that you've tackled yet another really interesting topic. One that, you know, you do it. First of all, you're an amazing actor. Second of all, you tackle these things we need to see and hear. And I always appreciate that. So I thank you so much for your time today. Truly. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back.
And we are back with more of the Edify podcast. We're actually rounding out to the end of the show. But one of the things we do on this show is we conclude the show with a Bible verse. And so that's exactly what I want to do. I want to look at Isaiah 40, 29. This is a simple verse, but I think it's one that can really help us if we're struggling, if we're feeling weak, if we're not really sure what to do in our lives. I'm going to read the verse. It goes as follows. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. I'm going to read that again. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. That's Isaiah 40, 29. Sometimes we just need that encouragement, right? I know the world is so crazy. Some of the headlines I read at the start of the show are crazy and they're difficult and it gives us stress sometimes when we turn on the news. And, you know, what I want to do in this show is give you the news, right? Talk a little bit about the news, but then give you an uplifting interview, give you something interesting to walk away with. And I'm hoping you guys take this, you listen to it. I hope it gives you some edification during the week. And I want you guys to head over to edify.app, go to your app store, download the Edify app. It's E-D-I-F-I. Right now, do it. Don't wait because there are tons of podcasts in there that are 100% worth listening to. Right now, you will find your favorite podcast. You'll discover new podcasts and so much more. Head over to edify.app. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'm looking forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode of the Edify podcast with Billy Hollowell. Thanks for listening to the Edify podcast. For more transformational and faith-inspiring podcasts, head over to edify.app where you can stream thousands of Christian shows right now. And for convenience on the go, download the Edify podcast app today from the Apple and Google Play stores and at edify.app.